everyone, and a very warm welcome to day three of International Leadership Week 2021. I'm John Mark Williams. I'm the Chief Executive of the Inter Institute of Leadership and Management, and uh, I'm delighted to be hosting this conversation today. Just a reminder of ILW21, that's hashtag ILW21. We're running 25 events over this five days this week with expert speakers from around the globe, all addressing this year's theme, Leadership Reinvented. Today, I'm joined by Simajit Singh, listed amongst top 10 motivational speakers for 2021 by the Indian Speaker Bureau, and in the top 20 on the Best Global Trainers website. Simajit has worked with clients right across the globe, across various industries, clients like HP, IHG, um, Novo Nordisk, and PwC, and is an expert on transformational leadership, he brings the freshness of an outsider's perspective and his purpose is to empower leaders and change makers. And we'll explore some of that in our discussion today. So, Simajit, welcome, sir. Well, thank you, John, for having me and thank you to your amazing team for putting this um, remarkable event together over five days uh, and the theme. I must congratulate you and your team on picking the theme, which is so appropriate for the times leadership reinvented. Uh, we need to reinvent leadership, the way we work, the way we um, connect and, and everything. So it's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for having me. That's excellent. Thank you very much. And of course, Leadership Reinvented lends itself, I think, very nicely to this idea of transformational leadership, about which we, we hear quite a lot, actually, from time to time. C can I start mm -hmm. by asking you, what is different about transformational leadership? If I could put it really, really simply for everybody to understand, I'll say it's leadership on steroids. <laughs> so it, it's like an, <laughs> an accelerated version of what leaders ought to do. And a little disclaimer here, my definition of transformational leadership is not the textbook B-school definition of transformational leadership. It's how I per perceive uh, what leaders ought to be doing, uh, what the current um, uh, needs of the world are, the business world and the world that we live in. Um, and I think if, if I were to point out two or three major aspects about transformational leadership, number one, it's about challenging the status quo. Number one, it's about having people in the system who dare to challenge the status quo, who dare to question. Uh, and number two, it's about the belief. It's about leaders who first A, believe themselves that a better future is possible, that a better world can be created, who are optimistic about what lies ahead. And then they can inspire the same belief in others and those that they lead. That's, that's the second aspect. So the ability to challenge the status quo with a bold, empowering vision, which gets everybody excited. Number two, the self-belief and the ability to inspire the same belief in other people that yes, um, things can be changed, the world can be improved um, for the better, workplaces can become better, that we are not stuck in a rut, that we don't, this is, we don't need to give up, that a better tomorrow might just be around the corner. And the third is about leaders who are not afraid of the three C's, the change, the challenges, and the competition, but who welcome these three C's, who use these three C's as catalysts for growth, so uh, it's about a leadership mindset, which is not scared of change, which does not have a hangover of the, of the past, John, uh, which are not stuck in the, some of our leadership management practices are still stuck in the stone age. Take, take accounting, some of the accounting uh, principles, for example. Uh, people are still an expense 
while right. inanimate things like uh, our desks and our buildings, they, they are assets and people are right. an expense and, and we're still looking, uh, operating from the same paradigm. So it, it's about, th th think of, um, you know, the image that comes to my mind about transformational leadership is think of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. with this speech, I have a dream, mm -hmm. his, his belief that that is possible. Yep. His belief that equality is possible, his his ability to articulate that idea and inspire millions across the world. Think of Mahatma Gandhi, the frail old man who who inspired the same belief in millions of Indians that they too have the right to self-governance, they too have the ability for self-governance. Think of Elon Musk, for example. I'm gonna put a man yep. on the uh, on Mars. Yep. Um, and uh, humanity must be an interplanetary species, you know, and his, he just says it so casually as if it's already done, right? And wow. <laughs> um, th think of Nelson Mandela walking out of that prison after 27 years and saying, I must forgive these guards. I must forgive the system that put me there because I believe that healing is the way forward his focus on the mission that he was about to accomplish was so strong. And that's another aspect of transformational leaders. They put mission first. Uh, it's right. not about them. It's not about their egos. The, mm. This is re really, really interesting. A lot of depth in what you've said there. Very clearly, the vision is at the, the foundation for all yep. of this. Um, do you think it is I was going to say, do you think it is possible? Um, we see it in some of the people that you've just mentioned. Do you think that kind of a power in vision is possible in those of us who are, dare I say, slightly more ordinary mortals than some of the people that you mentioned. Uh, and, I and I say that this is um, this is perhaps one of the things we need to do away with this mindset, this belief that somehow these people that I mentioned or those that we look up to are any different than you and I or those who are tuned into uh, this conversation right now. Um, you know, let, let me read this uh, uh, little. Uh, passage from the ancient Indian sage Patanjali, who said, when you are inspired by some great purpose, some extraordinary project, all your thoughts break their bonds. Your mind transcends limitations. Your consciousness expands in every direction, and you find yourself in a new, great, and wonderful world. Dormant forces, faculties, and talents become alive the abilities you did not even know existed, they become alive and you discover yourself to be a greater person by far than you ever dreamed was possible. Patanjali, he said this uh, thousands of years ago. And that's, that's my answer to that question. We all have within us the ability to be transformational, transformational leaders in our organizations, in our neighborhoods, in our cities, of families by tuning in and discovering what makes me come alive. What is that mission that will reignite my spark? And I got to find it. That's our work as leaders. That's the leader's primary work. That's a, a tremendously powerful thought, this idea that we can all be visionaries. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and how then, how do we, how do we manage to balance that maintaining that vision within ourselves with actually finding the time to support our teams who are we hope also buying into that vision because it, it keeping our own mo internal motivation can sometimes be a challenge 
Absolutely, but I believe if you're tuned in into that purpose, if it's not for some superficial thing that you want to achieve, if you have, um, as Kobe Bryant used to say, get over yourself. <laughs> if, if, a if, a, if a leader uh, is able to get over herself or get over himself and understand it's not about you, or as John Maxwell, he, he says it uh, beautifully, the, the goal is more important than the role, uh, which, which means if, you, if you're able to follow that uh, in your own leadership practice. If you're able to put that across to other team members as well, it's not about who I am. It's not about where I want to go. It's about where we want to go collectively, that sense of shared aspirations um, together. And it's about utilizing the strengths of those in your team. Um, uh, you know, so then, then what will happen, John, as a consequence is, the amount of work as a leader that you will have to spend firefighting typical organizational issues will go down drastically uh, right. if you're able to. Uh, but then all the stuff that we talked about, this is often overlooked as, you know, motivational, inspirational, but not practical. And that's the belief that I want to challenge here today, that we, we got to explore um, I, uh, that dimension within ourselves. I worked for eight years in the hospitality industry, you know, and it can yep. be tough and challenging. Um, I've, I've worked for 11, uh, for 11 years, all, all my birthdays, New Year's, uh, all sort of occasions when you're supposed to be with the family was spent working. It can be a very tough industry as people who are watching might, um, you know, it might resonate with them. Uh, and, but what kept me going was tuning into the positive aspects of what I'm about to do. And there's, there'll always be things that you don't like. Uh, there's always be uh, things that you would wish you, you would want them to disappear, but then that's part of the deal. Uh, it, it, they're there, and now as a leader, are you able to look at those uh, those empowering perspectives, the positive side? Are you able to help your team look at look towards the positive side? Because it's never going to be a, a perfect uh, setting for anybody. But the the best thing would be for you and your team to be able to look back and what you accomplished together. And for, for everybody to take a deep breath in and say, wow, I was part of that. You know, yeah. I was part of that team. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And the, just uh, the thing that springs out of that, what, and what you've said there is that vision, this visioning, if I call it this, which, which sounds, mm -hmm. um, if we look backwards, sounds like a bit of a fluffy word. Visioning is actually a, a, an intensely practical skill, not only right. with it ourselves, is. But actually, in 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 utilizing and motivating uh, other people, do, do absolutely. You think, how do you think the the last two years has actually affected our ability with people remote working or hybrid working much more now? How do you think that's affected the ability of leaders to be practical in the application of that visioning and that motivation? It's been a challenging time across industries, you know, aviation, hospitality, learning and development, schools and colleges and uh, governments across the world. It's been, and I, uh, and I think uh, this is why we are leaders, right? For, to be ready for such challenges, to be ready for such tests. I think it was Grover Cleveland who said, um, you know, the ability of the captain is measured not in calm waters, but in turbulent waters during a storm. Um, so our ability as leaders as thought leaders or organizational leaders was put to test during the last 18 months. And I hope that what these last 18 months have done for people across the world is it has helped us realize what's important and what's not, right? I, I, I hope 
leaders yeah. have understood that um, technology enables, but it's human beings ultimately who who are the strongest pillar of any uh, human achievement, right? It yeah. is. Yep. Te- technology is there to help, you know, artificial intelligence can make life easier and machine learning and all those new things coming in. But at the end of the day, we've got to uh, put the the human aspect of work, the human aspect of leadership back into the center stage. And I think over the last several decades, chasing profits, chasing so many other things, we had started to overlook that. I hope that this pandemic has served to bring it back to the forefront once again. That's very timely indeed, because if, if um, and I agree absolutely that the, time, the pandemic has helped highlight what we do that is valuable, and the fact mm-hmm. it is the human beings that do the valuable stuff, really. Right. Um, having said that, one of the other things that the pandemic has highlighted is the not just the usefulness, but the importance of technology. Do you mm-hmm. think we'll be able to capitalize on that recognition that humanity is is a function of leadership, um, mm-hmm. whilst the technology continues to play such a very large part in how we do mm-hmm. leadership in the future? And it should, you know, it should, we should welcome it. Um, we should, uh, you know, the whole, f- uh, and leaders should help to sort of assuage any fears that might be around technology and help uh, do the handholding, the reskilling, the learning and development that needs to come in, in order for people to navigate these new technologies that are coming in every day. What I see is um, people get so scared of the new piece of software or new piece of um, equipment or whatever it's coming. But we, you know, if you have to succeed, this is the the number one insurance policy that you can take out right now to future-proof your career is to be open to change, you know, and uh, you know, be flexible, be agile, and that's in our you know basic human nature. Uh, it was my younger daughter's birthday the other day, John, and uh, I was with these bunch of kids and. The amount of fun that they were having, and there were there were no rules, you know. And they were, yep. and I was thinking to myself, as we grow up, you know, fair enough. We need we need rules, you know. Otherwise, organizations will go haywire. We we need a structure in place, but at the same time, to not let that. I'm a grown up now, so that there's this fixed way of looking at things. Wow. I've always done it that way. This is how it used to be, you know. How dare you change it, right? And um, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna protest against this change happening. But the essence of life is is flexibility, and we need to learn that from young kids. You know how how quickly they recover from setbacks. They don't take setbacks personally, and they're just having fun. And that's that's a perspective transformational leaders should take: is to not take themselves too seriously. Understand we're on a joint exploration project together that that's a, a great way to describe it and I, and I remember actually um the child of a friend of mine actually mm-hmm. saying something which made me made me realize the way that the different way the children look at things and 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 she was um in a using a coloring book and it was one of these mm-hmm. that had you know black and white lines drawn all over it and, and you've colored in right. the pictures and stuff like this and of course you know her coloring was all over the place and stuff like that and i and i just said something like oh that looks very nice what is it and she said oh it's a so-and-so so-and-so i said it doesn't look very much like the the picture on, underneath and her response mm-hmm. was no but if you color outside the lines you can get it right 
John, imagine if Picasso would have been given the instructions that, you know, you got to color within the lines or you, uh, Picasso looks like very, you're very good at coloring and here's a picture and now create a replica of it, you know, and that would be a, a very sad situation for Picasso and for us, we, we, the, the art that he brought to life would not exist today. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think this, when we think about transformational leadership, maybe one mm -hmm. of the, the tenets of transformational leadership, that, and certainly that you seem to espouse, is actually it's okay to color outside the lines. Of course, that's the yeah. That's going to happen. Definitely, definitely. There's, there's, there's got to be a framework. And within the framework, we should all have the liberty to explore to innovate, and, and I think uh, leaders need to be mindful. On the one side, we are preaching, you know, the innovate, you know, take risks and come up with something yep. new. On the other side, we also got to provide people with psychological safety, you know. So to tell your people, hey, you know, look, the, the, if you fail on this, I'm there to back you up, but go try this out, right? I'm sure you can do it. It's, it's about inspiring that self-belief within uh, people. So th think about um, King Ferdinand and, uh, of, of Spain, when he sent Columbus on that, on that mission, go find me a new land uh, but don't you fail right <laughs> he didn't say that <laughs> he obviously didn't say the second part of it right uh, I said go you know go here's money here, here here's money here are ships here are men to support you on your mission go find me a new land and you know yep. the rest is history the rest is history absolutely right now uh, Simaji from working uh, across many sectors as you have, uh, particularly some of those, as you mentioned, like aviation and hospitality, which are of course competitive like all sectors, but which have actually mm -hmm. suffered quite powerfully over the course of the last mm -hmm. few years. Um, mm -hmm. Do you see any, well, what new trends do you see emerging in, mm -hmm. not just in leadership, but in the way they are transforming themselves? I think number one we already spoke about is technology. Yep. And uh, let's be very clear about it. It's going to, uh, permeate every aspect of how we live and work, right? Uh, from bots to algorithms to humanoids to um, artificial learning um, to, uh, sorry, artificial intelligence, machine learning, big data, all of these. Um, it, think about when the internet was invented. It was first like a more like an intranet, an internal network from one of the universities. I, I don't know which one it was, but, and then think about how the internet has changed our lives uh, over the next um, 20, 20, 30 years or 40 years ever since it's been around, right? Same with electricity. Now think about these new technologies that, that are still in a nascent stage. And fast forward 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when there are economies of scale, when there's mass manufacturing, when there's, um, you know, newer versions of these technologies being released. Um, we used to hire a video editor to do a lot of complex work earlier. And now that there's a software available where we can just put in a bunch of pictures and a bunch of text and the machine learning algorithm will, with you know, with astounding accuracy, put together a video in under 30 minutes, right? What's a human being used to take so many uh, days to do before. So good thing that technology is going to take away the 3Ds, the dull, the dirty, the dangerous jobs. Uh, now that human time and creativity is freed up, it's up to leadership to ensure that we're able to um, put that extra time, the extra creativity, the human ingenuity, which is a force behind all of these creations in the first place to good use. That's up to us leaders um, to ensure, to do the handholding that is required during this time. Uh, to tell people that, look, this, this tool is not there to take your job. It's take it as a stepping stone to something better that you can do with your life. So technology is trend number one. Number two is, I think, stems from number one, 
learning and development. Organizations uh, which can provide like a university campus sort of environment for continued learning will be the ones that will thrive in the future. Uh-huh. Um, okay. mm-hmm. The, one, the ones that operate with the mindset, you know, you went to a great university, you, you did pretty well on your grades, and now education is over, and now we take it from here, uh, you know, that, that won't work because you perfected certain systems and policies which were perhaps relevant and uh, served you well 10 years ago, but the world is changing every single day. So the continued learning and development of our workforce is trend number two. Uh, technology number one, learning and development. I think the number three is about uh, <clears throat> is about change, because uh, we're not going back to the the good old days, right? Uh, <laughs> it, it, the world has deeply uh, changed due to this entire COVID situation, due to the lockdowns. Um, we were forced uh, digital um, uh, digital literacy, uh, people adopting digital tools was accelerated in, in a way that we could have never imagined. Um, and there's going to be a lot of question marks around traditional models and leaders should be ready for those question marks. You know, in the US, the news is already coming in about the great resignation. Here in India, we had a very interesting uh, trend, uh, John. We've got folks in the last year of their bachelor's or their master's program who did the entire one year online had now been hired by companies to work from home. So picture this, for two years, there's been minimal or zero human interaction with as far as outside the family. Yep. Think about uh, you know, the, the repercussions of this. Think about teamwork and collaboration and interpersonal skills and conflict management and culture building and so many other things. When you have not met the people that you work with face-to-face over one year, um, so, we need to be ready to, uh, as leaders, we need to be ready to address those challenges. So top three trends, technology, learning and development, and around uh, question marks, I think. There's question marks around higher education. A lot of institutes reporting a huge drop in the number of enrollments for uh, STEM programs here in India or, or business programs across the world. They're saying, if I could learn from LinkedIn or YouTube or podcasts and the leading world's experts and free courses on other platforms, do I really need to uh, take out a $100,000 loan and spend two years um, just to get that uh, the big name on my CV? So question marks, huge question marks. Very interesting, especially that last point about um about higher education, about education generally, I guess, which has been a a, a face-to-face function at, uh-huh. at every level of, of our education and things. And and that transformation required and three very clear trends there, which I think are great. One of the other things I think, and it's been picked up in, in one of the questions in, in during in our comments, which mm-hmm. is around the language that we use in terms mm-hmm. of leadership and, and, mm-hmm. and management actually, and particularly the language of failure, because during the course of transformation, as you will know much better than me, some things work and some things don't. And in the olden days, we would have said that thing failed uh-huh. and, and with a with a very negative uh, implication. Yep. Do we need to change some of the language that we use so that either failure becomes less daunting or that actually we start to use different ways to describe things which are not a success or whatever by whatever we mean by that? 
No, great observation there, John, and I think it, it is interconnected with our education system. Uh, you know, let's let's go back to the color within the lines example, or um, you know, we got people rote memorizing answers to yeah, things that they should come up creatively, uh, creativity with creativity and uh, spontaneously. We have youngsters rote memorizing a lot of that information, and that is the mindset which is brought into the workplace. Uh, and of course, anything outside the lines is frowned upon, and that uh, will discourage innovation. Yes, absolutely, we need to change the 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 way we perceive failure. Think about, um, I'm, I'm gonna pick an example here from SpaceX and vertical landings. If people who followed the story of, of you know, this humanity going to Mars or these big leaps uh, of technological advancement that the SpaceX team has, uh, has achieved, one of the landmarks was reusing the, the rockets. And to enable to do that, they needed to land the rocket back vertically, um, which had never been done before in the history of rocket science. Yep. And there were multiple failures, you know, public failures, uh, which cost uh, SpaceX, uh, the, the stock price plummeted, Elon Musk's personal reputation was at stake, failure after failure. They, they, they tried multiple formats. They said, let's send out a drone ship and let's um, try to land this rocket in the sea where we can move the drone ship in order to calibrate uh, with the rocket landing. And uh, guess what? Now that's behind them now, that was five years ago, and now uh, vertical landings are like an everyday thing for the SpaceX team. So. I don't think that would have been possible if um, that culture would not have permitted um, experimentation. Let's let's call it that, not failure. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. If they did not have the psychological safety to say, hey, you know, um, we've got to make this happen. It's never been done before. And I think that's where the kick is. Uh, if you allow, I'll read these uh, few lines from um, one of my favorite yeah. poets, uh, Edgar Albert Guest who said, there is no thrill in easy sailing. There is no thrill in easy sailing when the skies are clear and blue. There's no joy in merely doing things which anyone can do. But there is some satisfaction that is mighty sweet to take when you reach a destination that you thought you'd never make. When you reach a destination that you thought you'd never make. Uh, I think that's an absolutely superlative point to make uh, actually Simajit and, and I can't think of a, a, a more powerful point uh, at which to end our conversation actually I think that's brilliant um, I just wanted to pick Thank up a you. couple of points from what you've said really because this this has been enlightening in in many ways very many ways actually and a couple of things that came out of it for me one uh, was this idea first of all that we can all be visionaries and not only that mm -hmm. we should all be visionaries right. and right. and not just for ourselves but for the people around us and i think the the power that clearly um, resides in that self-belief is something mm -hmm. that is uh, i guess probably a requirement for transformation in many cases Indeed. I mm -hmm. like the idea of, of that visioning being a practical skill, which is actually not something that we think of as, as um, uh, fluffy or soft or something that, that only intellectuals do. Actually, this mm -hmm. is something that people do who want to transform organizations mm -hmm. and the world. Mm -hmm. And this idea of the goal being more important than the role. Uh, and I and I think the idea that fits with our the Institute's principle of leadership being everywhere and, and, and stuff like this, the goal, which is the vision that we all have jointly, is far mm -hmm. more important than the role that each of us plays. And I think that you right. have articulated that 
and the case actually for transformation in a human way superlatively well today and, and I and I thank you for that Simajit very very much indeed it's been a a, a great discussion um thank you John. I want, um if I can just say before we close everybody please do ensure that you log on to our website www.institutelm.com to reserve your place at any of the upcoming events they're all free to access and you can always continue this conversation on our hub uh, and uh, which you can access from our website and use the hashtag ILW21 if you want to talk about us anywhere on your social media. The Hub, I would suggest having a look at that. It's for a community forum for leaders and managers of all levels and it's free to join. I hope you enjoy the rest of this week and that you'll find useful insights, great ideas, and as we had today from Simajit, practical advice to, that will enable you to transform your organization. So with that, I'd like to thank uh, our sponsors, Belbin and Harriet Watt University's Edinburgh Business School, and particularly like to thank our special guest for today, Simajit Singh. Simajit, it's been a tremendous pleasure Thank you. you so much, uh, John, for having me today. And thanks to your wonderful team once again for putting this together. Uh, you've had some great um, speakers come on board. I was listening myself to Professor Mintzberg, your conversation with him yesterday. Very enlightening. Keep spreading the light. We, we need it. We need guidance more now than ever before across the world, across the borders. And that is exactly what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Simajit. Thank you again. And thank you, everybody else, for listening and watching. Thank you.